Well, welcome everyone to another episode of your favorite weekly podcast of On The Mark Sports Talk with your host right here, Mark, with a C. And this is our, ding, 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 184th episode in, I must say in, 184 consecutive weeks. How about that? Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 wake up, little Susie. Wake up. Uh, how's our fabulous panel of sports experts doing today? Good. All right. Yeah. Good. 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 Tough day. Good. Yeah, tough day. Uh, yeah. We had a little rain this morning. Then the sun we came did? out here in the U.S. Yeah, we had a little rain. Yeah, sure. Little I don't wet. think it rained out here. I must have been sleeping. Uh, a I gotta, days ago, we had, we got half an inch of rain. It was yeah, like a surprise. Okay. Uh, it was a little chilly yesterday. Um, walking in the uh, went to Long Beach yesterday to do our weekly walk on the Wednesday walking group. It was chilly, but I was in layers, and I don't think I need the layers because I got the wind went bye bye, and we walked out with three miles. That 20, 23, 24. Walkers, yes, it was fun. Uh, just a reminder, not that you don't know this, but for everybody out there, Thanksgiving week. We will not have a show on Thursday, uh, the 23rd. Write it down. We'll move our show so we can keep the consecutive uh, in our um, highlight to Tuesday, the 21st. So we'll meet Tuesday the 21st, those available, that's episode 186, which oh. is less than two weeks away from now. It's two weeks today to, to Thanksgiving, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And another announcement, I sent you guys another email, if you saw it, if you live in the New York area, if you live in Queens or Nassau, I hope you saw our, um, hey. our, our little uh, flyer. Our men's club, the Brotherhood, is having a fundraiser Tuesday at Panera Bread in Mineola. Uh, it's on Herrick's Road and Jericho Turnpike next Tuesday. Between the hours of 4 and 8, uh, we get 20% of your order just by coming in and showing the cashier this flyer, which was in, it's in that update that you that you logged on today. So you just show that and we get 20%. I'm going to be there from 4 o'clock, uh, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. I stay there and keep eating <laughs> and, greet, and greet the people coming in. So I hope you're able to to join us on that day. Okay. Um, quick story. I wrote some notes down, but if I can't find my notes, we can't tell the story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um Maybe some of you saw a story yesterday on the news about a restaurant in Manhattan that was, uh, it was a, um, a the restaurant was supporting, I've got oh, the, it was oh, coffee, the coffee shop, is in today's uh, post. Yeah, it's called Aroni, A-R-R-O-N-E. Yeah. Well, prior to that, we saw something, my wife and I saw something on, on Facebook of a diner in Huntington. Yeah, uh, called the Golden Globe, or used to be called the Golden Dolphin. 
That's like right. names. It's on Main Street in Huntington, and this is a Greek-owned diner, uh, and he is supporting Israel. He has pictures of all the hostages on the outside of his restaurant, uh, strumming up, I guess, instant business. Um, people come from. We went there on. Either it was Saturday or Sunday we went there for, it was like past lunch and before dinner. But we went there just to support the, uh, the guy. Very uh, friendly. The line was outside the door. Took us 40 minutes before we finally got our, our seats. Wow. Wow. Um, and the same thing, a lot of his uh, workers um, walked out, you know, not supporting israel and I, and they were they were pissed and they just quit and you know if you have a job in a diner i don't care what the job is if you don't own the place it's a job you need for extra money and they just walked mm-hmm. away from this this walked away just terrible they walked away from a job like that um but the service was was as best as it could be but we ordered regular stuff and uh and uh we ate and it was fun when people were talking to each other you would never see that in a um in a regular going to a diner people talking they're all there for a purpose <laughs> and there were all different types of people there and it was really cool so if you want to go if you live in new york area huntington uh the golden globe diner on main street parking free parking in the back can't beat it okay and you have to eat Gerald, Sports Personality of the Week, sponsored by, I don't think they call this anymore, Thumbtacks. They don't call them Thumbtacks anymore, do they? They call them push, Pushpins. Uh, Pushpins. But you're, you're sponsored by Thumbtacks. Thanks, Howie. <laughs> Thank you. Because you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gerald, come on. Okay, today my biography is on James Nathaniel Brown, better known as Jim Brown. Incidentally, he passed away in May at the age of 87. I'm going to briefly review some of Jim Brown's NFL football accomplishments and review how great an athlete he was on several levels. Three times NFL most valuable player. Eight times NFL rushing yards leader. Nine times Pro Bowl. NFL Rookie of the Year in 1957. Five times NFL rushing touchdowns leader. During his NFL career, listen to this. He averaged 5.2 yards per carry, 104 yards per game, and never missed a game. He excelled in football, lacrosse, baseball, basketball, and track and field. He was considered to be one of the greatest lacrosse players who ever lived. Mm. He was considered to be one of the greatest NFL players of all time. At Manhasset High School, he earned 13 letters playing football, lacrosse, baseball, basketball, and running track. He pitched two no-hitters in high school and was scouted by the New York Yankees. Also, at Manhasset High School, 
he led Long Island scorers by averaging 38 points per game. And that record held until a guy named Carl Yastrzemski broke that record in high school. At Syracuse University, he earned uh, 10 varsity letters in basketball, football, across the track. Wow. Here's a couple of stories about him. At Syracuse, he was a very, very good basketball player. Of course, he excelled in lacrosse, track, and football. In basketball, he averaged about 14 points per game. They gave up Syracuse winning a championship because of the racial quotas they had on the number of starters they could have mm. on, on, on their starting uh, uh, basketball team. In football, he was told you didn't get a lot of playing time. He was in Quit Syracuse, superintendent of Manhattan High School, uh, went up to Syracuse to talk him out of quitting Syracuse. He wasn't getting a lot of playing time. Uh, Syracuse didn't particularly want a uh, a black player. And uh, the rest is history. They gave him playing to particularly, particularly good playing time when he was a senior, and the rest is history. The Browns were disappointed. They wanted to draft Len Dawson. That didn't happen, and they settled for Jim Brown. Here's a couple of comments that I thought were kind of interesting. One commentator said, Jim Brown thought he was God's gift to football. The commentator thought that was kind of arrogant. But he said, you want to know something? He, he, he actually lived up to that. Um, in addition... He had the capacity to play several sports in one day. In 1957, he, play, he, was, he played a game of lacrosse and then participated in track and field. I may have that reversed. The track and field first, lacrosse second. Um, in my opinion, my, my opinion, I think he was one of the greatest athletes who ever lived. I saw him on a video playing basketball. Good rebound, a good shooter. He did it all. And unfortunately, I, I, I do not believe that he got the recognition as being a great, great athlete. Some people talk about Jim Thorpe. Jim Brown, think about what he did in high school. Uh, being scouted by the Yankees, scoring 38 points per game, playing tremendous football. I submit to you, he was just about the greatest athlete Whoever lived. Oh, and here, here's, a, here's a, another comment. Uh, two other things. Football coaches used to, some of them uh, designed their whole game defensively in, in trying to stop Jim Brown. One football coach said the following. I thought Superman hung out with Lois Lane, but I was wrong. He hung out with the with the Browns. <laughs> one final one final story. Make it quick. He did not. He quit football because he had a dispute with Art Modell, and um, it was very unfortunate. He wanted to uh, finish up a movie he was doing, and long story short, 
he just quit. Modell was going to find him. That that concludes my biography on the great, great, great Jim Brown. Anybody like to comment on that? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was a Syracuse grad, and uh, he wore number 44 at Syracuse. Yes. And which later on was Ernie Davis and Floyd, and it's a legacy. But they gave him 44 because he was a scrub, or they thought he was. You know, <laughs> all the good runners had the 20s and the 30s, so he didn't play much. But yes. uh, his his track statistics were compared to the decathlon uh, people at the time, and it was just the same. And one last thing with lacrosse. He had he made them change the rules in lacrosse. Yes. He used to hold the stick against his uh his chest with the ball in it and just run down and shoot. And they and at that time there was no rule against that. So lacrosse had to change the rule that you had to cradle the ball and you couldn't put it against your body. Uh-huh. Very good. Okay, uh, Larry. And and he and he made the lacrosse hall of fame. Yes. 100% Hall of Fame football, lacrosse, absolutely. One other thing. He won the Rookie of the Year and the MVP in the same year in the NFL. 1957. Right. 57, he was Rookie of the Year and Most Valuable Player. Right. Larry, you want to comment, uh, Larry? Yeah, the uh, the only team that, that held them in yardage was the defensive New York Giants. They were able to hold them just about every game they played. And one linebacker in particular. Sam Number seven. Number seven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anybody else want to comment? <clears throat> All right. Nope. I see Danny. Yeah, I just heard one time that he basically was a needless to say was very savvy, very smart, intelligent man that um, realized at some point that if you take took this original his size. Which I think was about six three, maybe two hundred and thirty pounds. Uh, when uh, the when the defenders were able to come in at three hundred pounds and run just as fast as he did, you know that was that was a collision that he would end up losing. Mm-hmm. And uh, to save his own health, you know that was part of his consideration of retirement. I heard that comment one one time. Joe. Yeah, I just wanted to say that the only other athlete that I can think of who excelled in so many college sports would have been Jackie Robinson. Yes, yes. Track and field, basketball, and uh, baseball. Uh-huh. I think Bo he played Jackson. football too, right? Uh, Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He played. He was drafted in the NBA and the NFL. Yeah. And Major League Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Not there. Roger, you want to say something or no? Yeah, just, just quickly. I mean, I think we probably mentioned this in the past. I mean, he – as you, as you know, he would run over people. I mean, uh, and mm-hmm. I remember he took exception when Franco Harris was going to pass his rushing record because Harris would always, you know, kind of step out of bounds and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, preserve his body. But Brown was a different kind of runner. I mean, I didn't but, see him play. I've seen all the clips and stuff, but he, he he ran over you, though. I mean, and like Gerald say, he never missed he never missed a game. I mean, this was a real, but, real tough player, not with a, you know, every little injury that now guys to step out. But no, he played every game. Gerald, you want to comment on your report? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to mention, it was kind of remarkable hearing about his physical stature. He was about 6'3", 230 pounds, with a 32-inch waist. How many of us, How many people on this 
a Zoom podcast have a 32-inch waist and a 230 pounds. Not anymore. Oh, that's incredible. Be that, <laughs> anymore, that you'll right? never know because all you see I is wait. our heads and our shoulders. <laughs> I used to have a 32-inch waist. waist but I do, I do. But a long too. time ago. Muscle. Yeah, when you were a long time ago. <laughs> incredible. All right. Yeah. Thank you, uh, <laughs> Gerald, for that report. Brings us back memories of the great Jim Brown. Yeah. yeah. Milton. Yes, sir. You are up. You thought you'd be late for this, but no, you're right I'm on time for your song. Yep. This year, we're going to go to 1989. Oh. Last week, you guys didn't know the old songs. <laughs> go back so, to the... Not so here we old. go. For the 30 seconds, guys. Great song. Let's hear it. Close your eyes. Oh. She's Jewish. The lead singer is Jewish. <laughs> Bang. All right, wrap it up. Okay. I think we know it. The Bangles. The Bangles. Eternal Flame. There you go. Also made pop. Also made popular by Sinead O'Connor. All right, Mel, hit it. Hey, Mel. All right. <laughs> now, here's what I want to just tell you. This song was inspired by the eternal flame of Elvis Presley's grave. There's an eternal flame there in Memphis, and she yeah. had this group had visited that and was inspired this song. And she, you know, the lead singer. No. Uh, the group is. The Bengals. Bengals. And the lead singer uh, was Susanna Hobbs. Susan Hobbs was the lead singer. And do you know any of her, the other big hits? There was a big hit. Walk, oh, like, an walk like an Egyptian. Walk like an Egyptian. Walk like an Egyptian. Yeah. Another Manic Monday? Manic Monday was another great hit. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted you to hear something from more common. You know, I go back to the early 60s, to the 80s, the 90s. We'll hit them all. <laughs> You're walking advertisement. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Milt. That was good. Very all nice. Right. Let us Very move nice. on. Glad you Thank liked it. Thank you. It's good song. I do. Good song. Good. Thank you. I got a couple of uh, unusual uh, names, so uh, beep beeps this week. Um, let's see if you know who they are. This uh, woman, her name is Unique Drake. <laughs> unique. And it's spelled the exact same way as you spell unique. And Drake is spelled exactly as you spell Drake. She's a, a member of the St. John's uh, basketball team, the women's unique. basketball team. Unique Drake. And how about this one? A-Z-Z-I. Ozzy Fudd. F-U-D-D. I think that's the category, right? Ozzy Fudd? Ozzy Fudd. Who's Ozzy Fudd? Boy, if they allowed that Scrabble. 
Uh, Larry <laughs> K, you should know this. I should. You should. She's on. Uh, she's on the UConn basketball team. Uh, oh. She's a female basketball. <laughs> Ozzy Fudd. They won that first game by about 50 points. I know. Did you hear the coach at halftime? He says, we're not performing right. (laughs) Did you hear him? You got to hear the kid? We're not doing doing our job. Okay. This day in sports. Today is November 9th. Okay. In 1912, the first lateral pass is used as an offensive weapon. First time ever by... Uh, how do you say the, the from, from Massachusetts Worcester? Worcester, 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 They beat uh, Amherst fourteen to thirteen in material. Somehow they used the lateral pass. They faked everybody out. Good. In 46, 1946, that is the second rate, second ranked Notre Dame football team ties the number one football team Army. Zero zero at Yankee Stadium to snap the Cadets' twenty-five game winning streak. Uh, Notre Dame held Army's uh, Glenn Davis and Doc Blanchard to seventy-nine yards. Simply nine. In nineteen fifty, Phil's manager was manager of the year. What's his name? Eddie Sawyer. Eddie Sawyer was named oh, yeah. in 1950. Now, here's interesting. I looked this one up. I, did, I didn't realize that this player played up to 1950. The White Sox released Luke Appling. Oh, yeah. Wow. Been, a, been, a, been a White Sox since 1930. I didn't realize he played up to 1950. And I guess yeah. he retired after he was cut. By the White Sox. Imagine that. Hall of Famer. All aches and pains. All aches and pains. That's what I was going to say. Rizzuto would always refer to him as all aches and pains. pains. Maybe in a home run, one um, uh, old-timers game. Yes. I mean, he walked up to 79 years old. He walked up there, hunched over, could hardly run, and he he muscled it out for a home run. 1961, the PGA eliminates... Caucasians only rule. Mm. 1961. Ooh. Finally, they allowed uh, non-Caucasians in. Uh, let's see. In 1976, the Oakland A's said bye-bye to former, not former, future Hall of Famer Billy Williams. People forgot that Billy Williams played in the A's. Career. I didn't remember, I remember 1976. That. Yeah. Bubs, what a great player. What a great player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in 1982, Sugar Ray Leonard retires for the first time. I think he retired a couple of times in his career. These boxers, yeah. they do that. I'm retired. Uh, one more bout. One more. And they come back. They fight again. One more payday. Yeah. yeah. In 1984, Larry Holmes. Go back. More boxing here. He TK, TKKOs. TKOs. James Smith in 12. What was James Smith's famous nickname? Um, bone crusher mark. Bone crusher mark. That's yeah, right. Bone crusher. Very good. Bone crusher. Bone crusher. That's a great <laughs> In 1985, Russia's Gary Kasparov, 22 years old, becomes oh, the youngest world chess, chess champion. Not, not a sport. Huh? <laughs> sort of. Sort of. It's a, it's a sport. Sort of. It's a sport. Sort of. He sort of. beat uh, uh, 
Karpov. He's an athletic sport. Uh, right. In 1989, the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Seattle Supersonics at that time played five overtimes, mm. matching the longest NBA game ever. I don't know what the first one was. Uh, I can't right now. You got it? Okay. In 1996, Evander Holyfield upsets Mike Tyson in the 11th round with a TKO at Las Vegas to regain the WBA Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and he becomes the second boxer after Muhammad Ali to win heavyweight titles in three uh, three different times. Heavyweight mm -hmm. titles three different times. In Sorry, Mark. He got his ear bitten off, didn't he? Yeah, that's... <laughs> Was that the ear-biting incident? <laughs> oh, it could be. It could be. Uh, in 2011, Joe Paterno from Penn State is fired. Ooh. Despite saying he was going to retire at the end of the season. <laughs> they fired him due to the growing number of uh, child sex abuse cases against Jerry Sandusky. Mm -hmm. uh, and the school president also fired him. Uh, in 2014, Aaron Rodgers, hey, the great Aaron Rodgers, throws six touchdown passes in one half, one half, to tie a Green Bay record and match an NFL record by Daryl LaMonica, the great Daryl LaMonica. And Bomber, baby. And Bomber. From your Raiders, Raiders, Roger. Huh. Uh, let's see. In 2021, 105-year-old Julia Hawkins sets the world record as the first woman and the first American her age to run 100 meters at the Louisiana Senior Olympic Games. Wow. <laughs> 105 years old. God bless her. Running with, yeah. without, a, without a helper, without a walker, without a <laughs> What was her time? I don't have the yeah. time. I don't I'll, have the wait, time. Wait, wait. A day and a half. A minute and a half? <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, go on yeah. to Larry's Sports Stories today, sponsored <laughs> by Tape Measures. <laughs> <laughs> My story, my story this week is entitled, Why Did Bobby Unser Care About Racing at Pikes Peak? Bobby Unser won the prestigious Indy 500 three times, and he did so in three different decades, 1968, 1975, and 1981. Only 10 drivers have won the Indy at least three times. Yet in 1986... He came out of retirement to race at the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. Here is why Bobby cared about Pikes Peak racing. <clears throat> First stage in 1916, the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb is the second oldest car race in America. And only the best racers around the world have been invited to participate in this late June event. In some respects, the Pikes Peak car race offers a unique challenge because of its 156 sharp turning, climbing 12 miles, and boasting a 4,700-foot elevation gain. <laughs> Further, Bobby was born near Pikes Peak in 1934, and his father and uncles often raced there successfully. <clears throat> Although growing up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 
Bobby constantly heard stories of this mountain and its car racing. Not surprisingly, in 1986, Bobby Unser was the Pikes Peak racing winner with a record time of 11 minutes and nine seconds. To accomplish this, Bobby drove an Audi Quattro at an average speed of 65 miles per hour. Three interesting side notes. First, today's modest 128,000 Pikes Peak prize money, sponsored by Salomon Sass, a French sports equipment company, is a secondary draw for its racing participants. Second, the tight winding course of Pikes Peak can favor electric racing cars over combustion engine cars. EVs have a low end tor torque advantage and less need to shift gears. Third and finally, when at Pikes Peak, I took the train up to the top. At 14,000 feet above sea level, I could hardly walk. That completes my story for this week. Right, 14,150 yeah. feet. I just looked up where the heck Pikes Peak was. I didn't know. Okay, mountains, Colorado. 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 Mountains, yeah. I just All looked right. it up. Hey, don't, 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 attack up don't attack me. I didn't know. Who has a comment on this? Larry. So I drove I drove up there oh. and um okay. about about eighty percent up you can drive off and get something to eat and then you can continue up to the top. And and I was so pleased because it was closed that day and I was scared out of my wits and I didn't want to go any further and I came back down. That's a scary place. I don't know how a guy could do it at I think I did that eight miles an hour. Twenty-five miles an hour. Uh you your your speed limit, right? Amazing. And you yeah. have to and you have to have a half a tank of gas to in order to do it because there's no gas stations along oh. the way. Wow. Wow. I, I did like you did, Larry. Took the took the train up there. I was, felt the same way. So what's yeah, up there? So scary up there. What's up there? Well, you have a place to sit down, yeah, sit down and eat and so forth. Yeah. But uh, right, well, they have restaurants up there. They have a restaurant and a gift shop up there. Yeah, okay. of course, you got a gift shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I cl I climb Pikes Peak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I've never been there. Been to Colorado. Well, I'm Mount Washington too, right? That's my next my next goal is Mount Washington. But I think yeah. I'll take the uh the Cog railway up. Yeah, right. Okay. It's 14,115 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Thank you on that story. We're now gonna move on to Roger, the Roger Report, sponsored by how apropos highway traffic. <laughs> that, that, that figures in this neck of the woods <laughs> and everywhere else and your old neck of the woods as well yeah, yeah true, true. let's see here okay i'm not going to trump too much what uh joe's going to talk about the mets just a couple of i got computer access everything in that column okay just, okay. just copy and paste the whole thing <laughs> Martin, 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 I'm, I'm copy and pasted the whole thing, Mark. I'm all done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the catch, Mets catcher Omar Novaez uh, exercised his $7 million, uh, player option for 2024. Um, the Mets. The Mets. The uh, left-hand relief pitcher Brooks uh, 
really picked up his option. Uh, I'll let Joe talk about the new manager, so I won't mention that. And Adam Adovito declined his option because he's going to test the free agent mark and market. And uh, David Peterson is having surgery on his left hip, so he's going to be out a couple of months there. I'm not sure you're text, yeah. He may be done for the year. We'll have to see about that. Yeah. Um, Yankees pitcher Domingo uh, Herman is outrighted off the roster. We had a feeling that was coming. A lot of, lot of problems. There. Yay! Kind of, a, kind of a sad story. Good pitcher, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Some yeah. things to deal with. Yeah. Personal issues to resolve. Side, Anthony Volpe, first Yankee rookie to win a Gold Glove. So that yeah. was that was nice. Good start. Just needs needs to get on base a little more often, a little more regularly. Uh, pitcher Ian Kennedy, who did start with the Yankees, officially retired. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, after 17 seasons, he actually uh, was on the Rangers roster, even though he wasn't active for the, uh, the playoff run. Uh, so he went out as a champion. Is uh, didn't, didn't do much with the Yankees. He was involved in that big uh, trade. I guess that was in uh, – uh, where is it here? I have it. Um, in 09, December 09, a three-team trade with the Diamondbacks and the Tigers. Yeah, the Yankees got Curtis the Diamondbacks, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they gave up Kennedy and uh, – Let's see. Curtis Yankees Granderson. Yeah, he's got Curtis Granderson, the Grandy Man. Oh, okay. Oh. That's got some good mileage out of him, too. Yeah. yeah. Seasons with the Yankees, a couple of 40 homer seasons. They should have made him Mets manager. Well, we'll talk. Yeah, right. He would have gone. He'd be good. Yeah. yeah. The Yankees also gave up Phil Coke and Austin Jackson, who was a good young outfielder. That was too bad. Um, yeah. Tigers got the, the, you know, Mad Max in that trade. Mm. Uh, from the Diamondbacks, that's where, the, that's where Jackson from the Tigers. Oh, nice. He had one big season in 2011 when he won 21 games, 2.88 ERA. He finished fourth in a Cy Young uh, balloting that season, and he won the uh, division title that year. The Diamondbacks in 2011 uh, was traded to the Padres. He signed a four-year deal with the Royals, uh, five-year deal with the Royals. Sorry, in 2015. Um, you know, I guess he went to the Phillies. He bounced around a little bit. Became a closer for a little while, and uh, yeah, it was ended up on the sixty-day uh, injured list. Whether you, the Rangers won the, uh, the World Series, so he was kind of there for mo- emotional support, I guess, for the team. Um, but, uh, yeah, wasn't he married to that uh, good-looking softball pitcher, the blonde? Uh, not sh- not sure. You maybe you may be right on that. I think she was like an All-American Player of the Year or something. Could be, could be. Yeah, kept them young, I guess. Yep. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, it's funny because I remember when the Yankees brought them up, and yeah, they just kind of bounced them around, you know, back to AAA. They, I thought they never really gave much of a good, good shake, but you know that was their mentality back then, you know. But anyway, uh, Tigers left the uh, Eduardo Rodriguez opted out of remaining three years of his contract, so he's mm-hmm. he's leaving almost fifty million on the table. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. One second. Yeah. Hold on. Bye. Okay. Oh, he's muted. Are you, are you muted? He's on. Yeah, sorry, Mark. Roger, you okay? Yeah, just getting some instructions from the wife. She has to head All right. out. All right. All right. Um, Tell me the, about it. Eduardo Rodriguez, that was 13 and 9, uh, 3.30 ERA, 26 starts this year, but he's opting out of the last three years. He's leaving about 49 million on the table. Um, for gold gloves this year, uh, let's see, the Rangers had three gold glovers. The Blue Jays had three. The Cubs had three. Uh, managers, of course, there were more manager merry-go-round going on. Uh, Guardians, uh, again, a kind of an unproven guy, Stephen Vogt, 
three-year um, contract, 39-year-old guy. I guess he was a catcher for the A's for a little while, wasn't he, Howie? Yeah, yeah very, very uh, – he was even mentioned as a possible – Giant manager, uh, they, his name was banded about. Smart right. guy, very respected. Yeah, yeah, he's been a bullpen quality control type coach for the Mariners uh, recently. Yeah, he retired after the 2022 season, so I guess they figure he's, you know, be good with the players. I guess he can relate to them. Uh, yeah. the, the big surprise was when the Cubs uh, kind of poached Craig Council uh, from the Brewers, five years, $40 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Ross got dismissed after four years. The Cubs only missed the playoffs by what, like one game this year, I think? Very, yeah. Very close, yeah. Pretty close. Seemed like they have a good young team there. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, and the Angels, uh, the young uh, Ron Washington was. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. 71 years young. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, youngster. Took, took yeah, the Rangers to the series in 2011. For about the last seven years. Texas Rangers. Yeah, right. He had those good years when the Rangers made the, the World Series. Two years. 2010 and 2011. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Came within uh, a couple of strikes of winning the whole thing in 2011 against the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. right. I think like but, one, uh, there was a guy called Abe Freeze who stopped right. that. Freeze man got him. That's right. That's right. Oh, Oldest wow. manager in baseball. And the guy oh. who missed the ball mm-hmm. is retiring. Good old Nelson Cruz, right? Yeah, right. Nelson Cruz, Cruz. Cruz. Right. And, and the last thing for Howie's benefit is uh, Michael Conforto is opted in for his second year with the Giants. Oh. So, Roger, yeah. Roger, here's a question for you. Yeah. Not to be redundant or sarcastic. Next year is the third and final year of Scherzer's contract. It's his <laughs> option whether to play next year or not. Do you think he will? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he still wants to, I guess. I maybe All right to walk away from that kind of money. Probably time to retire, I have a feeling. But. 43 million, Roger, next year. I don't year. think he's ready. I don't think he's yeah, ready. Yeah, he'll be ready. We'll yeah, see how many starts he gets. Apparently, yeah. can't get along on the $15 million he's getting a year in deferred payments from the Nationals. What do you, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it, Raj. That's it, Mark. That's it. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that report. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, Joe. Joe, your Mets moments by Joe from New Jersey, sponsored by One Tunnel. Wind Tunnel. <laughs> one Tunnel. One yeah, Tunnel. One yeah, Tunnel. Just canceled a couple tunnel, of them. Yeah. One, one, yeah. one opener. Right. So, well, they hired a manager, and it was completely uh, out from left field. Carlos <laughs> Mendoza, who was the bench thing. coach for the Yankees. Right. I never heard of him. I didn't either. <laughs> we had a bit of a back and forth over uh, yes. over uh, text messages. Stu disagreed with me, but I mean, I right, hope Stu right. is right. But oh, we'll see. You know, <laughs> I, I, Michael is around. I see, but he's not. Um, he's muted. Not, uh, see. He's driving. Yeah, I'd be curious. Trying to come on. I'd be curious to hear what Michael so, thinks because he probably followed him a lot more closely no. than than I did. It's uh, well, me, not a close Yankee matter. fan, yeah. but yeah, right, same here. I don't. I, you know, I, as the bench coach, he should have been the uh, the brains for uh, <laughs> for Boone, know, and apparently he wasn't. So I don't. I don't get it. I mean, well, I. Know, I mean, I think that. I think that. The, I think that Stearns must have had an inkling all along that. Uh, a council was going to ask for way more than any other manager ever has, and B he was going to want to stay in the Midwest if he yes. could. Oh well, I figured that his his daughter still got a high school. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. They're not going to relocate. Yeah, it's, under, it's understandable, but it, it doesn't yeah. look as if they had a uh, they had a, a a real backup. I mean, I don't uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll work out. He might be a great manager. He might not. But I don't right. uh, I don't I don't see based on based on how the Yankees have done over the last couple of years. I don't uh, I don't see anything. One at a time, guys. Wait, I can't. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't hear. One at a time. Yeah. Okay. Who? Okay. Stuart, do you, you want to say something? Yeah. I just said in general, how much of a factor is the bench manager in the performance of a team? How had how much does that factor into how they do? I don't think that's significant. Well, if he's told everything to do, the bench coach does nothing. Well, do you yeah, do yeah. you do you honestly do you honestly think that he's got that he's got a, he's got something in his ear and and then somebody no. is talking to him every second? No, I mean, there, there are there are decisions that have to be made on the fly. Right, Roger, yeah. you want to comment and and Gerald just just with the bench coach thing. I mean, Tori used the Don Zimmer a lot, you know, for what he probably would just run scenarios by him. Zimmer was That's there, right. you know, That's right. age advice or something. So yeah, I mean. Not sure. I mean, this oh. guy's a career minor leaguer yeah. for like 15 years. He's only 43, but yeah, he's, yeah. You're right, Joe. I agree. He's a complete unknown. Yeah, he must have. He, he's may, a, he yeah, must, yeah, he must yeah, have had cool. a great interview, and we'll see. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's going to turn out to be great. I honestly don't know. The other thing that I that I they've been talking about is that the Mets seem to be in the running for Yamamoto. Oh, that's, yes. that's who that's they, a, they have to get. They have, they have to try to get, to get starting him. pitching. He's the guy. The Yankees are going to try to do them. Yeah. Well, the Yankees are going to go after a whole lot of players. Also, they that's have the to problem. do it as well. They'll probably go after the same pitches the Mets go after. Yeah. That's the problem. I think that I think that if, I think that if Cohen wants him badly enough, the you know the the Mets will get him. At least yeah. I hope they do. Yeah. That's yeah. that's whom they really need. Then we'll Darryl, see what's there. A couple of things about Mendoza. We heard some very positive uh, comments by uh, uh, ex uh, uh, players who are on the Yankees. And others, and oh, secondly, and this is this is uh, not very important, but he is bilingual, which might help somewhat. Yeah. Maybe that was a factor. Okay. Again, it seems to be to be a little bit out of left field. We'll, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we'll see. Fred, you got a comment? Fred, yeah, uh, two yeah. things. One, one also, you know, it's like anything in, in any profession. Until you don't know about somebody until they're actually on the job. I mean, yeah. every successful right. manager right. had to start somewhere. Yeah, also was in today's paper. Joey Cora left. He was a third base coach to take a uh, position with the Tigers, oh. so they need a third base coach also. Hmm. Well, yeah, I guess they start all over. Think I, wonder, I wonder just... if Cora was in the uh, running for, for yeah. That's for, what I'm uh, thinking. Manager, yeah, his contract expired at the end of October, so okay. you, saw well, you might be right about that. Interesting. Yeah. All right, you didn't pick me. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we, don't, we don't know. We don't know. All right. That's and also, also, the, also, there was one thing too. You notice that David Stern said today in the paper that he, they haven't made up their mind yet about D Daniel Vogelback and and Stern. Oh, I, wish I, could, I wish I could find the quote. I'm gonna find. Oh. Give, give me a second. It was a great quote. Oh, no. You can't say. You can't say I'm the Vogelback word, Gerald. Don't do it. Yes, it was in here. Take me a minute. Vogelback has pictures over <laughs> my dead body. <laughs> No way. While he's looking there, we can go on. Well, Fred is next on the agenda. We can go to Howie. Let's go to Howie and we'll come back to Fred later. Howie, do your uh, West Coast report. By the way, you're sponsored by the West Coast.
Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I found oh. the quote. Can I, can I go in here? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Howie's okay. uh, motor's on. All right. I understand yeah. the skill set he brings. This is Stern talking about Vogelback. I acquired him in my previous spot, meaning Milwaukee, so I appreciate that. I also have to look at how it fits into the broader scope of our team now. We haven't made decisions yet. Stearns, here's the quote. Stearns was asked to define Vogelback's skill set. And the <laughs> answer from Stearns. He gets on base and he controls the strike zone at a very elite level. Oh, no. Oh, God. The Niners uh, Sunday night uh, have a good game against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And after losing three in a row, uh, they're kind of questioning their defense. You got to remember the Niners have this is their third straight different defensive coordinator. The other two became coaches. But a big surprise, uh, the Niners poached uh, Chase Young, former number one pick uh, from Washington, who on previous years were injured. This year, though, he's had 15 tackles, six for losses, nine quarterback hits, five sacks. So put him opposite uh, uh, Nick Bosa and uh, what's his name? Hargrave from uh, who's a uh, defensive tackle from the Eagles, right. will really uh, help the Niners. They're very good at substituting their defensive players. So we'll see how they play. The other thing that's going on out here is, has Brock Purdy hit a wall? Because the last few games, he hasn't been accurate with his throws. So that's the thing that people are watching. Uh, people were asking me, uh, a week ago or a couple weeks ago about who's the big guy on the Warriors. Well, the tallest guy is this guy from uh, Croatia, Dario Saric. He's 29 years old, and he's doing well for them, coming off at six, the ball. Six for ten. He averages eight points a game, 6.7 rebounds, and uh, doing quite well. He's averaging minutes uh a game like between 15 25 minutes so uh again they got a strong bench coming in and and the, what they six and three so they're gonna make it interesting and the Chris Paul experiment seems to be working very well when Draymond's not on the floor Chris Paul takes care of the, the distribution so we'll see uh speaking of People who I thought was going to retire, Brandon Crawford, who I thought actually brought him back and had him play the last game of the season at shortstop, the way bye-bye. Now the agent for Crawford says he wants to play in 2024, and he's willing to play at second base or third base. <laughs> uh, the Giants uh, have this top prospect, Marco Luciano, and they feel that he's ready to take over shortstop. But uh, and Crawford hit only 194, uh, seven homers, played only 93 games. I don't know. I don't know whether he can catch on another team. It's kind of like a, a year ago, Brandon Belt caught on with Toronto, played on the part-time basis, started slow, and then got better because he's such a he's he has a great eye as a pitcher. So we'll see about that. Uh, Logan Webb got 
uh, became a finalist, is one of the finalists for the Cy Young, which, of course, Blake Snell probably went over uh, Zach Allen. Webb had an 11-13 and 13 mark with the Giants, but only a 3.25 ERA with a career-high 216 innings pitched, one of only five starters to reach the 200-inning uh, threshold. Hopefully the Giants get him some more help on the starting pitching staff. Uh, Alex Cobb had hip surgery. He's not going to come back until mid to late April. So we'll see. And as uh, uh, Roger mentioned, Conforto's coming back. Uh and uh, that gives them a good problem to have. They have so many outfielders, and they're looking to get an outfielder, and they want to increase their defense. So they may – Hanek is also coming back, and they have uh, Yastrzemski, Slater, Matos, all these other guys. So they think that they may try to make a trade for, for somebody, maybe a pitcher or something uh, with all these uh, guys coming back. Sean Manaya, though, has opted out of his final year contract. He started slow. They didn't really start him. But then he came on strong at the end. And the other thing is he pitched for Bob Melvin with San Diego. So they still think they may get Manaya back. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. And that's about it. All right. Anybody want to comment on his report? Anybody? <laughs> nothing about the Dodgers. What about the Dodgers? <laughs> anything? Nothing. Uh, nothing about. There's nothing about Otani. Uh, all they say is that's his preferred number one spot, but they they name the Padres, the Giants. They named the Red Sox, Seattle. I mean, they named these other teams, but nothing's coming down at all. Has he started talking to some teams? He lost value when he had the second eight. Still, he's going to get the 500. I heard. he was. I mean, I'm sure. I heard here, Howie. Yeah. You know, the Dodgers are his preferred destination. I mean, it's a rumor, but. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really said it, but they seem to be uh, making, they have enough uh, money to pay for him, obviously. The Giants, too, are going to go after him, but uh, I think they'll wind up with someone of a lesser value. I'd like to see them get Cody Bellinger. I think that would be perfect for the Giants. And also get another pitcher. You know, they need another starting pitcher. And And they have guys to trade. They have the guys, they, they're really good in the minors, especially with pitching. So they can go for a trade. Let's see. Otherwise, I heard that he wants to sign quickly. You guys yeah, want, he, probably, he wants well, to sign within the next couple of weeks. Well, because the meetings, I think, are beginning of December, mm-hmm. second yeah. or the yeah. third. Yes. And I think he'll I think he's gonna be signed by then mm-hmm. or at those meetings. Well, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Raj, you want to comment? Yeah, just as you guys know, the, the Angels made him a qualifying offer a little over $20 million. Yeah. So that's just, you know, protection for them. But, uh, <laughs> Next. <laughs> my pocket change, Mark. <laughs> that's sort of get a dra- that's sort of get a draft pick. Right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. All right, let's uh, move. Thank you, Howie, on that. Keep us abreast as things come on. 
And uh, Mike, DC and Virginia Report, sponsored by Reading Glasses. Don't we all need reading glasses? Reading glasses. Okay. Yeah, yeah, something we need. Verilux. Yeah, Mike. All right. Well, uh, just a quick follow up on this lady that won the uh, 100 meters there. She was the winner in that race in the 105 year old and over category. <laughs> that was a very small. But <laughs> she raced herself? I, I, when I looked on the internet, I found two different times. One was 63 seconds and the other was 45 seconds. I'm not sure which, which is the best than I'm me. Yeah, Call I 54 in the middle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one other comment and then I'll get to the TC report. You know, the, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, uh, sort of surrounding the Dodgers because of all those pitchers who will be coming back in 2024. Uh, that includes Gonsolin, uh, Bueller, and uh, well, also Urias. Bueller. Uh, suspension. But uh, yeah, uh, there's another one too. Kershaw. Kershaw. No, not Kershaw. They, they may come back, Kershaw. This guy back. Back. No, yeah. back. He has another year on his contract, but I don't think they're looking to him. Dustin May. Is the That's other one. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, they may have a strong pitching staff or they may not, depending on how those guys do. Uh, quick report on Washington, D.C. First, the Caps. They're playing about 500 uh, hockey right now. Lost an overtime game uh, last night, but they've been playing better more recently. The thing that's striking to me about the Caps is when you, when you watch Ovechkin now, uh, playing for the Caps. You know, in the, the, the novel A Christmas Story by Dickens, there's the ghost of uh, Christmas past. Well, this is the ghost of seasons past. <laughs> he, he's just not the same player anymore. He's so, slower, right. you know? so happy. He, if he's not scoring, <laughs> he's not doing much. Uh, he has two goals on the season, one of those into an empty net. And that's through about eight games, 10 games, whatever they played. Uh, the Wizards, uh, they found a team that wanted to run with them last night and, and run and shoot, and they were able to beat that team. That was Charlotte to bring their record to two and five. So they continue to play weak defense, although the paper said they played better defense last night. They, they certainly needed to do that. Uh, I don't see them going far. It'll be a challenge to get to 30 wins. Mm. Anders uh, was an article in the Washington Post uh, to the effect that they win by losing and they lose by winning. I think you all understand the meaning of that, that they need to compile draft, according to this writer, need to compile draft choices, use their draft choices well, clean house, get rid of uh, the coaching staff, probably get rid of the general manager as well, and start again under the new ownership uh, and then uh, draft wisely. That's effectively what that reporter was saying. If they don't do that and they keep trying to win, which, of course, Rivera wants to do for his own reasons, uh, they're just going to finish in the middle somewhere and it'll just be draft in the middle and it'll be another couple of years before anything much materializes. Anyway, that was this guy's opinion. The, uh, the big news really was very kind of hidden. You had to read the sport pages carefully to find this. But Bob Leonsis, not Bob, Ted Leonsis, who's the owner of the Wizards and of the Capitals, has asked the District of Columbia to chip in $400 million towards a refurbishment of the uh, Cap Center. The, uh, yeah, it's not the Cap Center. What is it called? Yeah, the Cap Center, I guess it is. Capital One Arena, that's what it's called. And uh, the city would, he would put, put $200 million in and 
and Nate, he wants 400 million. So he's laid that on the table with the District of Columbia. But you have to remember that the football team is also asking for a new stadium and they would like to play at the old RFK site, which is in the district. So if that were to materialize, presumably the, the district would be called upon again to pony up a large sum of money. Now, so we'll see on that. The last time uh, before the competition kind of cooled off when uh, it was decided that Snyder was just untouchable politically, uh, all three jurisdictions, Maryland, Virginia, and the district were talking about uh, maybe making a deal with, uh, with the now the commanders. So we'll see. I think they would prefer to come into the district. It, it's a kind of a transportation hub there around where RFK is, easy access, all that good stuff. But uh, whether they can afford that, plus what Leonsis is asking for, plus what the baseball team uh, is asking for, too, is another question. Now, the baseball team has a 30-year contract for the present stadium, and they are 15 years through it. Oh. So, uh, But the way it works, there's a, something called the Stadium Authority, which actually owns the stadium, charges uh, the Nationals $5 million a year, which, if you think about it, is kind of small change in the context of what baseball teams make. It's several games uh, with a good-sized crowd. But uh, each year, there's a negotiation between the baseball team and the stadium authority. And this year, the team is asking for $22 million. Improvements to the scoreboard, some other improvements they want made, uh, they're in negotiation. But the point of all of this is you can see there's financial pressure. The district is not an especially wealthy uh, city. They have many other things asking, <laughs> demanding <laughs> their resources, uh, police and uh, youth rehabilitation and lots of other stuff besides. So we'll see how all this goes. Uh, right now, I think they'll have to deal with Leonsis. I don't see any choice. The football thing, maybe they'll let it go to Maryland or Virginia. The baseball thing is just an ongoing saga of how much can they get by with each year. And that's my report. Thank you. They would play in RFK while they're building a new stadium. Is that the, what you're saying? Well, I guess, yes. I mean, the idea is to put the stadium across the street from the old RFK oh, and tear okay. down RFK and make, see, there, there are parking lots around RFK. And so they could put the stadium up on one of those lots and then they would tear down RFK and presumably make that a parking lot. And, so what, they, and they're playing now. And what's, what's it called now? It's in Landover, I think, which is in right. Maryland. And they would knock that down too? Well, who knows? Who I mean, knows? That's not the district problem. That's in Maryland. Oh, you have to figure out what to do with that. Very confusing. How much you can do? With it. Yeah, Joe, you had a comment. Yeah, the, uh, Mike, isn't the isn't the budget the whole city controlled by the the uh, Congress? No, uh, Congress certainly has a say in what goes on in the district. But no, the district develops its own budget. They get a contribution from the federal government. Uh, in lieu of property taxes for all the federal buildings, but it's not actually run by Congress. It isn't. Okay. That's, my, that's my understanding. Yes. Oh, okay. So, so in other words, it wouldn't. You know, the, the Congress wouldn't have to approve funding for a new stadium or anything. Well, uh, and they do have they do have more power over it than over any other uh, jurisdiction, right? That, that is true. They do have a lot of power over the district, and they can disapprove things. 
Also, the the RFK site, I think, is on federal land, that, that area around there. And the district is asking for rights to that land so that they can then directly negotiate about putting a stadium in there. And that has, to my understanding, that has not been granted as of now. Um, Larry? Don't forget the district has less than a million people living there. They don't have much uh, much in the way of taxing. Yeah. Hmm. Good point. A lot of money. Well, that's true. They've tried to <laughs> back in the days when everybody commuted into work, they tried to put in a commuter tax. But... Precisely. <laughs> they had it in but New York the, City. The congressman from Maryland and Virginia objected to that. that. Right. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mike, for that insight. For that. And uh Fred, we'll come back to you. Uh you have uh, giant stuff? No, what Nothing much to say about it. Two, two, uh, two, what are they, two and seven, the season shot. Let's move on to next year. That's my Giants. Daniel Jones is Anybody else Fred? wants to talk about the Giants? Go ahead. Fred? Yeah. Do you think they're going to do that? Do you think they're going to try and you – know, No, just... you know, you know that, that brings up always a good point. You know, you know, teams can say that, but the players on the field mm. are playing for their careers. They're not tanking. They, they want to put – you yeah. know, good stuff on 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 film. So the players aren't. I mean, uh, I mean, if they're, if they're outgunned and outmanned, yeah. But but nobody, nobody's going to stop trying. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, this is this is not the first year for uh, the coaching and the management in, of the team. This is the I, I, second I think, year. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they're going to make any coaching or general manager changes. I mean, they, I mean, they're they're in a cycle now. That the yeah. previous two coaches with two years each. Right. I think they want to have a little uh, stability. You know, and I mean, you hear talk about maybe last year was the anomaly. You know, maybe they weren't right. as good last year, but you know, I don't know. Well, and then the other thing I wanted to I wanted to comment on, Fred, is that there are rumors that they may decide to go in a new direction now because of Jones's injury. Uh, yeah, because I keep hearing that. There I mean, is there's an option on his uh, to put, that they could or could pick up or not. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I mean, I don't think he's going to be ready for the start of the season. Yeah. And because you, you think, look at the guy on the Cardinals. I mean, uh, Murray, I think he yeah. tore his ACL in December last year. So he's first, I think, I think he's coming, he's coming back this back. Sunday. Yeah. So that, that's almost a full year, 11 right. months. Right. So right. Yeah. sounds like it might be the same situation. And so uh, it might be the same situation, you know. I mean, but I, I, I don't know all about the funniest, but next year, if they, if they were to cut Jones now, they would take a huge salary cap hit. Something called dead money. I'm not quite sure what that means, but it it, it would put them in a it would be a burden to them, yeah. to, you know, to do that financially. So I don't, you know, I mean, it looks like now. I mean, right now they they would draft number two, number four, right now, with the Cardinals number one. The the bear. I mean, the Bears would have the second and third pick because they have the Panthers pick, and then the Giants would be number four. There's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. You know, you got USC, Caleb Williams, uh, Michael Penix of Washington, Drake Mayo from North Carolina, just to, just to name three. But, I mean, you know, like anything else, there's no guarantee these guys would be any good. I mean, what happened with, uh, years ago with the number two pick? I don't have to tell you guys. Right. You know, right. The number two pick in the overall draft. I'm sure we'll be talking about that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're starting this week. DeVito, what's his first name again? Tommy. Tommy. 
Tommy. I keep calling Tommy. him Danny. I keep thinking Danny, right? right? <laughs> Maybe he's related. <laughs> Danny DeVito yeah, always I'm comes up, right? His nephew. Tommy DeVito. He plays I mean, like sometimes, he. You know, sometimes with quarterbacks, I mean, look at the Raiders. I mean, Beaton yeah. O'Connell, the guy played a decent game last week. You know, he's and he's. Well, what about the guy? Know, he, what about the? He what didn't, about didn't the embarrass rookie? himself. What? What about the rookie who was on Houston? He threw for what, 470 oh, yards? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I thought he was from be... Ohio State. Right. He's a first round pick. He <laughs> was actually the second pick. Uh, Panthers yeah. picked the young first. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's way ahead of you schedule. Know, you, you just don't know. I mean, Stroud yeah. was the second round pick. I mean, maybe you know, maybe you know, Wilson first round, second first round, round pick. Second I mean, pick. second overall pick. Yeah. So I mean, he's doing great. Zach Wilson was the second overall pick. We know what he's doing. Maybe it was a level of competition. Ohio State over Brigham Young. I don't know. Not his fault. You have to wonder if if a quarterback gets taken by the Giants, he has to know that he has to accept six sacks a week, you know. And maybe and maybe and maybe sometimes with a guy, if you're not sure, you do what the Kansas City Chiefs did. Remember they drafted Pat Mahomes? You know, he sat for the first year. Alex Smith was the quarterback. That's right. Mahomes didn't play his first year. Right. Or Aaron Rodgers sat three years. Mm-hmm. With, uh, yeah. Maybe somebody, you know, yeah. I mean, some guys do really, even though, uh, what's it, the guy in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, he didn't light it up his first year. No. And then uh, the second year, he was good. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends. It, it could be, go either way. Justin Herbert's good, you know. Are you, you know. telling us to wait for Zach Wilson? I think Fred's given up on him. I've seen enough. I Fred's given up on I was at one time, but I, I just don't. But I, I don't see it. The Jets. I don't know. I, I see not, nothing. It's his I fault. But I, I just don't see any imagination in the play calling either. Ah, yeah. And I don't know whether it's a combination of. I'm not that football savvy to know whether it's probably a combination of both. All right, Roger. Yeah, no, I agree. that play calling is big, but you still you got to protect the guy. If you're not protecting the quarterback, yeah. you're not giving him time yeah. to make decisions. I mean, what well, what can he do? I always think of Archie Manning with the expansion yeah. scenes. He was running for his life every single play. The Raiders yeah. picked up, you know, Plunkett, you know, who was a failure with the Patriots, right. the 49ers. Yeah. He won two Super Bowls. Yeah. Protected oh, oh, the guy. Yeah. Stabler, they protected a guy with a bad knee. I mean, you got to protect the guy. Yeah, I mean, sometimes look, look at Troy Aikman. I think he was 115. Peyton Manning, three in you know, their, their first year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What about Kurt Warner? Warner. Got to protect. What did Troy Aikman say this week? He got. What did Troy Aikman say this week? He got in trouble. The Giants are a terrible team. Uh, Jets. The Jets are a terrible Jets. team with a great yeah. defense. He was criticizing. Uh, right. He was really coming Wilson. down on on uh, Wilson during the oh, game. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. Everybody's piling it on yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Wow. wow. Well, he is the line is not good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's it. Let's move on. Um, yeah, any other comments before we move on? Okay. So uh, going back to some baseball stuff, uh, it came <laughs> out this week that uh, Stevie Cohen from the Mets mm-hmm. unveiled an $8 billion Metropolitan Park plan. Oh, yeah, for that soccer. includes 20-acre public park with casinos, hotels, oh, food, music, uh, he's partner, partnering with the Hard Rock International. He wants to create a year-round entertainment complex on 50 acres vacant asphalt parking lot just west of City Field. Now, west of City Field is not where the is not where the um, 
the uh, the cart, the hubcap places were. Yeah, no, oh, that's exactly east. Right. That's east. Exactly. He's exactly, talking right. about west. west. That's where the old Shea Stadium was. Right, know? right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Well, how they unless, I, unless I read that wrong. Right. Unless I read I that wrong. I don't know. Wow. We, yeah. And uh, could we start talking about Nelson Cruz retiring after 19 years? Hooray. Uh, you're going to put him in the Hall of Fame, Nelson Cruz? No. no. You're not putting Busted him in. Busted for steroids. Busted for doping. You think he had steroids? 464 homers? No? You're not putting him in. Okay. Uh, Joey Votto uh, declined his $20 million uh, option. Okay. And ending his 17-year career with the Reds, unless they, they bring oh, him God. back for less money. I don't know about that one. Uh, a couple of free agents that seem – well, of course, we talked about Cody Bellinger. Uh, everyone's going to be running after him. The Yankees definitely need him in the outfield. Jorge Soler. Soler. Ballins. Yeah, Declined so his $13 million That's my try to get him. option. You know, I'm not sold on him, but, you know. Uh, the White Sox. Said bye bye to Tim Anderson. Really interesting. Wow, great guy. <laughs> they, they, they declined his fourteen million dollar option. He was a lot of these guys may come back. Uh, uh, Justin Turner, the Red Sox, said bye bye to him. Oh, he, wow. no, he, no, he declined them. He declined. He you declined. Have to read yeah. carefully. Sometimes they decline, and sometimes uh, the uh, player declines. He had a good season too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. declined. He he declined his thirteen million. Uh, from the Red Sox. He's a free agent. Maybe the Mets should sign him. No, baby. He won't hit. He won't hit. <laughs> yeah. He won't hit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I want to a couple of things here. Uh, so the, the the Phillies said yesterday yeah. that Bryce Harper is your, where you're, you're, first, you're our first baseman, which means Reese Hopkins, who was hurt all of last yeah. year, basically, yeah. the tour with mm-hmm. ACL, is available. So there's no uh, no place for him. And he's a first baseman, too. Uh, a question came up. Oh, by the way, this weekend, if you're interested, this weekend at City Field, Friday night and Saturday and Sunday afternoon, two teams from the Dominican Republic will be playing a three-game series. Please. Tickets are on sale. <laughs> you want to see Dominican Republic uh, players play at City Field. A question came up on Facebook, and I, I'm going to post it to you people. I saw it today on why is Bill White not in the Hall of Fame? Now, think about Bill White. Remember the Yankees uh, announcer? Yeah. What he is. Yeah. Uh, he was play-by-play and color analyst for the Yankees for TV and radio for 18 years. Before He's- that, he was an eight-time All-Star, seven-time Gold Glove winner, Earned a ch- uh, championship with the Cards in 64. Right. He was the second black American to play for a Carolina League team in 1953. You know. uh, in 1961, White tied a tie-cob 49-year-old record by collecting four hits, 14 hits, in consecutive double-hitters. So seven in one game and seven in the other, or it could have been six. In- Pretty good. Uh, he was the first black African-American play-by-play for Major League Baseball, and it was with the Yankees. He was elected to replace Bart uh, Giamatti, 
as the National League president in 1989 by unanimous vote. Uh, he's 89 years old. He's still alive, living in Pennsylvania. Isn't that Hall of Fame material, or am I missing no. it? As a Maybe player overall. But how, how do his players stats compared to, say, Keith Hernandez? I don't have his Hernandez is a much done. better player. Bring everything that he's done together. Isn't he a finalist for uh, the, the Merits uh, Committee? The committee, yeah. As a uh, you know, president of the National League. That's what I heard. Contributed to the game, I think. It's called something right. like that. Right. Like and Gerald? He had a 286 lifetime you, batting average, yeah. 806 OPS, and they averaged 20 homers, 84 RBIs. I don't think that's Hall of Fame statistics. But as uh, Fred uh, mentioned, if you're going to put Bill White into the Hall of Fame, then you got to put Keith in. Yeah. Mattingly, too. But he's not going in as a first. Yeah. He's going mean, in yeah. for everything. You're not muted. You're not muted. I have to mute Mark, mute him. Mm-hmm. from the final. <laughs> All right, that's my story there. Nothing could be finer. Bill White should get yeah. in alone on his 18 seasons as a great, great baseball announcer for the Yankees. Okay, everyone has a little good story for him. Nothing bad about him, unless right. you know. And just remember this one. Just remember this one, Bucky Dent, deep to left. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to keep Rizzuto in check. That was a big job. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. All right, let's see. In football, let's see. How did uh, how did Randy did Randy Bullock or Cade uh, Cade York kick for the yeah. Giants this week? Who kicked? Well, Randy Randy Bullock kicked. They didn't, he didn't kick any extra. He had two kickoffs because there weren't any opportunities. When they scored a <laughs> touchdown, they went for two. That's right. There was no no field goal attempt. Okay. So we only had two kickoffs. Yeah. yeah. York got signed to the fifty three man roster, Mark. What's that? Dave York got signed assigned to the fifty-three man roster. Yeah, but he wasn't active for the game. Right. Oh. They brought Bullock from the practice squad. Yep. Yep. Uh, college, college football. Yeah. No, depends upon which which um, voting system you're going by. I guess the one that picks the bowls: Ohio State, number one; yeah. Georgia, two; Michigan, three; Florida State, four. The top four stayed the same as mm. week. Uh, if it ends like that, Ohio State plays Florida State and uh, Georgia and Michigan play in the other game. But they're still a few weeks away. Georgia is playing Oregon this week. Oregon. 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 Not Oregon. Who is? Oregon. Georgia. Georgia? Georgia. No, Georgia played Oregon in basketball the other day. Oh, it was basketball? Where Oregon beat them 82-71. They would never play. They never played this time of year. They All right, maybe played. I read that wrong. I probably you did. did. <laughs> okay, thank you for a good game. I was wondering, why the hell are they playing them so late in the season? They're not. George is playing Mississippi. Okay, there you go. Much and, and Oregon is playing USC. Okay. So, uh, number 10, Oklahoma, loses to Oklahoma State yeah. last weekend in the last Bedlam rivalry. I haven't. They've had some over a hundred, I believe, yeah. contests still in college football. In 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 uh, football, and it's over because uh, Oklahoma's going to the uh, the, the SEC. Uh, yeah, and, SEC. Yeah, and how about Notre Dame losing to Clemson? That was I thought that was a shock too. Hmm. No? and how about Army? 
Army, who had a terrible season, if you follow Army. Terrible. Oh, Air Force. They, they beat the Air Force, who was undefeated. At Air Force, too. At Air Force, too. Good rivalry. And they Good. were eight and, a point, eight and a half point underdog. <laughs> I don't know. Stony Brook loses again. They're 0-9 as they lose to Monmouth. Yeah. <laughs> Give up football for a few years. <laughs> um. USC drops out of the top 25 for the first time under Lincoln Riley. Mm. You know, with a great, great quarterback who may be the Heisman winner. Yeah, but they can't play defense, and they fired their defensive coordinator. Yeah, done that. Michael, uh, how do you say his name? Yeah. Penix? Penix. Penix. He's, a, he's the front runner right now. J.J. Uh, McCarthy from Michigan, Bo Nix, Oregon. Oregon. Hayden Daniels, LSU, Jordan Travis, Florida State, Marvin Harrison. He's the son, right? Of Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's a receiver. All those are your uh, Colts. Yeah. All those uh, candidates. A death in football. Sam Ball. Anybody remember Sam Ball? Mm, 59 years old. All American offensive tackle at the University of uh, Kentucky. Member of two Super Bowl teams with the Baltimore Colts. Got to go back. Um, 61 mm-hmm. to the Colts after being drafted number one by them in 1966. He played on the 1968 NFL champion that, that played against the Jets. <laughs> uh, he, but they won Super Bowl five, um, And that was his last game. Uh, his number 73 is retired by the University of Kentucky. All right, let's go to basketball. Fred, you got a lot on basketball, right? Got some. You want to talk about Walter Davis first? All right, that's oh, the yeah. Walter Davis. Great player. Well, Walter Absolutely. Davis, one of the greatest players in University of North Carolina history. Tenth all-time in their history of scoring, and he was a star player on the 1977 team went to the NCAA championship game, but lost to Marquette and Al McGuire, which was led by Butch Lee of the Bronx. And But his most iconic moment in college came in a game in, in freshman year in 1974. They were playing Duke, as you all probably know, North Carolina Duke is one of the fiercest rivalries in college basketball. And they were down by eight points with less than 30 seconds to go. Came back to tie up the game on a... Game-tying shot by Davis at the buzzer, and they would win the game in overtime. And that's a game that lives on in North Carolina history to this day. After college, Walter Davis, he was on the 1976 gold medal-winning Olympic team and then drafted fifth overall by the Phoenix Suns, where he played 11 11 years and led them to eight, eight straight playoff appearances, including parents in the Western Conference Finals in 1984. And then he drifted on to play five more years in the NBA, two two stints with the Denver Nuggets and a couple of years with the um, Paul and Trail Blazers. And then Phoenix did retire his number six jersey in 1990, in 1994. So we don't hear, really hear a lot of him, but he was one but he's, he was one of the best players to play in the in, in the NBA during his time. And he's also the uncle of current North Carolina coach Hubert Davis, who also played in the NBA. Right. Right. On the N- NBA front, well, this week it's with a New York tinge. We 
the, the James Harden era started with the Clippers, and they were off the two straight losses, having lost the Monday night to the Knicks, and then getting really shut down last night by the Nets. So they're they're zero two of James Harden. The Knicks and Nets both now are at five hundred four and four, and the Knicks played a very complete game last night, and maybe things. You know, Julius Randle got off to a very slow start. He's picking it up a little bit the last couple of games, and hopefully he'll be all right. And Nets, Nets are four and four. A lot of injuries. They they're playing without Nick Claxton and Cam Cam Johnson. And last night, Cam Thomas, who was seventh in the league in scoring, averaging twenty eight points, hurt his ankle. Was going for an MRI today. I didn't hear anything whether about the severity of his injury, but it, the way it looked, he it looked. Oh, he, my son was at the game. He told me he says they're not, they're not um, optimistic that he's going to be back in a, in a in a short period of time. The way, the way that's what the Jock Vaughn's comments were after the game. Even though we said we have to wait for the MRI, but it didn't look good. So we'll have to see with that. And you know, Philadelphia 76ers, I think maybe now that they're be, put Harden behind them, they're really playing well. They lost their opening game by one point to Milwaukee. Have won six in a row. Beat Boston last night, so maybe now they're they're gelling as a team and say, okay, we know we're not going to have Harden. Let's go. Let's go out and start playing. And on the pro and college front, college season started Monday. The, the, the first day, if you follow college, there was a big upset. Well, some James Madison, which is slated, which is predicted to win the Sun Belt Conference. James, what? I'm sorry, what? No, go ahead. Yeah, James defeated Michigan State at in the Breslin Center at Michigan State in overtime, 74-71. I think, Steve, you said that it was the first time Michigan State had lost a whole, a home game to an unranked team in a, in a long, ever or a long time. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I'll not to get invited back. Yeah. 73 straight. 73 straight games. They had, they had won, but but James Madison, who looked, looked very good. I saw the end of that game plus the overtime, and they looked a good, good team. And last night, the Rick Pitino era started for St. John's. Oh, yeah. And they, they won 70-54, to beat Stony Brook. I'm not a betting person, but if you bet St. John's, you would have lost because they were 18.5-point <laughs> favorites. <laughs> and St. John's next game is Monday night in the Garden against Michigan, so there'll be a little bit of a step up in in class, they looked pretty good last night. It's got a fine playing time for all the for their new guys, and I, I think they'll probably finish the middle of the pack of the Big East, maybe fourth, fifth, and then probably get to the NCAA tournament. And one one woman's note: the the number one team in the country last year's champion LSU lost to Colorado, I think by 14 points. Colorado was also ranked in the top 25, but it was still an upset. And that's about it, basketball. I think that Joe has a comment. Yeah, yeah a couple of things. I mean, the Knicks, the Knicks won the two games this week that they should have won because the yeah. Clippers played no defense. And, you know, and the San Antonio is just a very young team. And they weren't strong enough to keep uh, right, right. the Knicks off the boards. But I just so wanted it, to ask you, Fred, what was the – I don't understand the point of, 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 uh, of the Clippers going after Harden. It's like bringing Coles to Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, they I don't, have they I, they have Westbrook, they have Kawhi Leonard, 
I, I know. And they I, have. Uh, George, I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Howie. Paul George. Maybe what, Howie on the West Coast the can try. Do you have any? You have any insight to that, Howie? The to Clippers? the Clippers? I have yeah. had insight to the Clippers since they were the San Diego. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Donald Sterling. I, I mean, there, there you have it. I mean, I mean, you only have one basketball. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't. You know, I don't know. Harden I mean, plays. He, Harden doesn't play defense. No, I know. Doesn't rebound. Nope. I don't get it. I I don't understand why they wanted him. I don't know. I think they were worried about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, one of them getting hurt. All right. Uh, That that makes sense. Two of them never completed season. That's true. Both of them missed missed a lot of last season, too. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. That may may be the only thing that makes sense to me. That may be true, Steve. You're right. I got a comment. Mike. Uh, Mike. Quick comment on women's basketball. You know, two years ago, UConn uh, brought in a freshman by the name of Paige Buckner. Yeah, yeah, she And she got hurt in her freshman year, and she got hurt again last year. She was the player of the year, high school player of the year, coming into UConn, number one high school recruit. So she hasn't played in uh, either of those years, and I have no idea what her physical condition is, but she was just a fabulous uh, guard. Uh, in yeah. high school, and if she's healthy and can play, they're going to be very formidable. Yeah. I, I saw a little bit of their game last night. It was on TV here. She right. did play. She looked good. Okay. Okay. Gerald, that's a comment. Fred, this is just sarcasm. When Harden signs a contract, does it have a provision for free psychiatric care? <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, they, the, the Knicks uh, held uh, Wimbayama. In check last yeah. night. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson and uh, Einstein did a very good job on him. Hey, did you see the interview? They interviewed him uh, when he came, when the team came into the uh, arena last night, yeah. Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said to him, what do you think of Madison Square Garden? So he says, not as good as I thought it would be. <laughs> I don't know what it's, it's a regular arena. Not as big as we thought it'd be. So I don't know what they think about it to be, you know, the Mecca. Uh, but oh, but, by the way, was anybody noticed last night's game? Where I thought it was great that UB Brown, at the age of ninety, was still working, still working as, as an analyst. And analyst, yeah. Good. Wow. yeah. Fifty with, years. What's with this in in season tournament? Like, no, no, on it. They in see All right, they started playing last week, but they're playing. Fridays and Tuesdays. They didn't play this Tuesday because they all NBA was election day. Right. But it's not like every team is playing the same day. You know, I bet it's going to end by the beginning of December, and then the top, the, the winners of each each bracket will each each year bracket will uh, each group will advance to the quarterfinals, and the, the top second place team. Yeah, and then yeah. the, that's going to be in Las Vegas. It's I don't know. It's just it's hard to follow. But they did right. It's hard to follow. It was like no no press on it after the first weekend. Yeah, like like this Friday, the Nets are playing Celtics. That's part of that. Which teams have the win? Which team had the loss? Right, right. There, there's no. If you look at the papers, there's no separate standings. Yeah, in season tournament, it's just I think maybe it's, if it's more games. Maybe they'll do it like that after that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, Gerald had another yeah. question. Fred I, Fred, I think Dick Rose did uh, 
basketball games on radio for, for the Pittsburgh college team into his 90s also. Yeah. Mm. Did he? Yeah. Mm. I know he did. I know he did. He for a long time at Pittsburgh. But another, another death in, in basketball. I hate to keep talking about deaths, but we reflect a little uh, Gary Colson, eighty-nine years old. I mean, that, no, no, was he a coach out west at Pepperdine and some other stuff? Successfully lobbied to add the three-point shot. He was on the rules committee. So he lobbied for yeah. it. And he, he coached uh, out in the West Coast. Uh, thirty-four year coaching. Thirty-four years of coaching. <laughs> Fresno State, New Mexico, and uh, Pepperdine. Uh, he died of lymphoma. Yeah. Uh, Career coaching record of 563 wins and 385 losses. Pretty good. Uh, including 10 seasons also with Division Two. I can't. Val, Valdosta State, which is in Georgia. Yeah, Valdosta. At the age of 24, he was a member of the NCAA Rules Committee in 1966 when he sought a sports coach from his members favor of the three-point shot. Uh, he was discouraged that these famous coaches, and I'll mention them in a second, were against it, but the vote went ahead anyway. Norm Stewart, Digger Phelps, Gerald Myers, and Gene Bartow all said no. But the other voted, and so the first year, the three-point uh, 19 feet, 9 inches, uh, but they said it wasn't used a lot. Players were, were maybe afraid to shoot. I don't know. Right. Then it went to 22, point, 22 feet, three and a quarter, and that greatly in, uh, influenced the game. Uh, he coached uh, Hall of Fame at Dennis Johnson and Luke Longley, and who won three titles with the Bulls. And uh, he later worked as an assistant to the president of the Memphis Grizzlies. And, Scott, uh, and uh, he worked with Jerry Jerry West at Memphis. He wrote two books. I think one was called uh, California Basketball. And the second one is called New Mexico Basketball. So <laughs> 48 states to go. Guess we'll never yeah. make it. Any of you guys watch the uh, or see the marathon or run in the marathon? No, no, watch the paint dry. No. Minutes. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Across the bridge. Okay. Yeah, it's the same. The same. I'm not prejudiced, but it's the same people always. <laughs> Kenyans. Kenya and Ethiopia. Kenyans. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's the Netherlands in there. Belgium. Israel came in six. From Israel came in six in the men's, but it's always the, the African countries. And you know, it's gotta be a reason why. Look, women. One, Ethi uh, one, Kenya, two, Ethiopia, three, Kenya, four, Kenya, five, Kenya, six, Kenya, seven, Kenya. Those are the best math terms. Kenya, Kenya. Yeah. Well-educated and very disciplined. Right. Well, they also have a plateau, I think, in Kenya that people run on, practice on, train on. Mm -hmm. Same thing in Ethiopia. In other words, they train at high altitude, and there's a lot of room to do it. Yeah. So why that people climb Mount uh, Pikes Peak? <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Is it there? Hey, the Red Bulls have been eliminated from the, uh, oh. the uh, that league, the, the soccer league. So Major League have, Soccer. Can you follow that? Uh, the, the women's. Gotham FC 
was to play O.L. Rain. They have some strange names for the women. What's O.L.? What's that stick? Uh, O.L. Uh, outside linebacker. I don't know. <laughs> They're going to play San Diego, San Diego Snap Dragon Stadium. <laughs> it's going to be Saturday. I right, see watch sure. on TV. Let's know who wins. Yeah. All right. Running out of breath here. Anybody else have any more comments, comments about anything before we go to trivia? And Mike has a question or a comment. No, not a question. It's just a, an addendum to the West Coast report. The San Jose Sharks won a hockey game. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's I, believe, play, right? yeah I, be, I believe they had 10 goals against scored in two consecutive games. Right. <laughs> All right. Who's got trivia questions? Want to go to trivia for about 10 minutes? All right. Get 10 minutes worth of questions, boys. All right, Gerald. I, I, I don't have a trivia question, but I just wanted to mention something that I don't think was mentioned. San Diego Padres took out a five oh yeah. fifty million dollar loan for cash flow mm-hmm. purposes. Yeah. And we all know that might result in Soto being available, et cetera, et cetera. For the right price. Yeah. Yeah, Yankees. Uh, the Yan- Yankees got to use that mo- money to hire a bunting coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stump the panel. All right, Mike. Stump the chunks. All right. Um, so last week we talked about Bruce Bochy and what a fine manager he is and all this kind of thing. Where was Bruce Bochy born? Oh man. Oh, not in the United States. That's a hint. Oh, he was not born in the US. Oh, was Canada? He? England. France. He has that deep. Yeah, who said that? France is Gerald, that was you? Sounds like a French name somewhat. Bochy. Bochy, yeah. In any case, he was born in France. He was born to the son. He's the son of a military guy who was stationed over there uh, at the time. Very interesting. Good. All right, Fred. Who were the only two players in Major League history to have three four-hit games in the playoffs in in postseason? We just mentioned uh, – one last week when we gave up, uh, gave up the kid the battle. Yeah, with. Well, right, right. That's Fam- one. Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham mm-hmm. has had three, four hit games. There's one other player, not active. Recently retired. Derek Jeter. <laughs> no, recent, very recently I retired. This this was his first year of inactivity of not playing. So he retired in 2022. It was a hit. Initials. Yeah. Okay. He. All right. He, he did this in for a National League team. The team he went to. He. I don't. He. Ne, he never played on a winning team, winning playoff game for the team that he went that he went to after his, after after left his original team. It was initial. Future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in four years. Wow. One of the best hitters in baseball when he when he was with his original team. L Trey. No. You want me to tell you? Right, if I give the initials, you guys can know right away. AP. <laughs> Albert Pujols. Exactly. Oh. Albert Pujols. I was going to say Andy Pettit. Albert Pearson. Albert Pearson. Pearson. Yeah, I think he was one, one time the shortest guy to ever play in the major league. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Albert Pearson. Which two football teams? Emma, can I give you a question? Well, let me do one first. Yeah. Which two NFL teams 
uh, have footballs within their logos. What? You know the logos. Oh, yeah. Two New England? have a football pictured in their logo. Only yeah, New England? No. I think the Patriots. The Cardinals? No. Pittsburgh. Colts. Can name every team? No. Yeah. Colts. <laughs> Once a local team. Jets. Yes. Yes. Football. Well, do, what, are, what are they doing with the football? Fumbling it or <laughs> yes? <laughs> they can't find it. The other one was <laughs> the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. Who? The Buccaneers. Oh, the Buccaneers. The football. You'll see in their logo. Oh. You'll see. All right. All right, Milton. You have a question? Yeah, I want to ask you. When I play tennis, a lot of times I always wear jerseys of my favorite players. This is uh, Jim Brown, forty-four. Who else wore forty-four for Syracuse? Ernie Davis yeah, and Floyd Ernie Little. Davis. Correct. And, and do you Floyd know that 40, 44 is in their zip code for the university and also their phone number? My other part of the oh. question is, who wore 44 for the Cleveland Browns and led them to the 1964 championship and three other championship games? Leroy Kelly. Leroy Kelly. Leroy Kelly is correct. Um, uh, I, I just want to tell you, I'm not biased, and even um, I wear. Uh, what do you got? Thirty-two when he played for the uh, Cleveland. So I have all the jerseys of my favorite players. I wear them all the time for tennis. You wear them? Yeah, when I play tennis. So after, if I win in tennis, I feel good like those players. Mm. Was Barry Zonka also a 44, no? No, no, 39. Oh, 39? <laughs> no, in college, I'm talking about. No, 39. Okay. Floyd Little was on the team and he had 44. Next so question. Leroy, Leroy Kelly was on three championship games. Oh, we have, championship. Oh, we have a question from someone in the car. Oh, stop driving. Oh, One man. question. One know? question for the road. Are you driving? Right. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on 684 heading home. Okay. Here's my question. Um, uh, on Rizzuto Day, what was the most appropriate present that Rizzuto received? The cow. Yeah, right. Uh, what the kind cow. of cow? Yeah. A milk kind of cow. cow. <laughs> A holy cow that he almost <laughs> stripped over. <I> know. <laughs> Very nice. Buddha. Who else? Questions? Anybody? Okay, Roger. What? Who was the oldest major league player to hit twenty home runs and steal twenty bases? Mm. A hint: he was on the Yankees. And it's, Henderson. Nope. Oldest. Oldest. He was thirty-eight when he did it. Winfield. Nope. Hmm. Two thousand one. What? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. Oh, surprised me. I didn't realize this either. Wow. He's a, a hint. He's a, one of their broadcasters now, or temp, part-time broadcaster, I guess. Oh, Ken Singleton. Nope. Uh, he was Neil. <laughs> yes, yeah, so oh, Neil. Neil. Billy. Neil. Yeah. Wow. Oh. I never would think that. No, yeah, I wouldn't either. No. You get this, you're good. Which pitcher came to the Yankees in a trade for Jim Lytle? Do you remember Jim Lytle? Yeah. 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 
and pitched in only one game for the Yankees in 1972. He was also a member of the 1968 U.S. Olympic team. Initials R.H. R.H. Really good Yankee fan to know these people who played one game. One game? <laughs> one game. The pitcher? He came to the Yankees and only appeared in one game. 72 was not a good team. <laughs> no. no. Rich Hinton. Rich Honeycutt? Rich Hinton. Rich Hinton. Never heard. Never heard. Where'd he come from? He got got traded. uh, Get him in a trade. I have a baseball card of him from the the Washington Senators. Oh, good. That's it. The only hint I know of Washington Senators is Chuck. Go ahead, Steve. Steve. I got a uh, college basketball two part question. Who's the all time leading? Scorer career-wise in the NCAA. Pete mm. Maravich? Yes, Pete Maravich. And he only right. played three years. Right. It wasn't yeah. even average and the other one was one player in the NCAA division scored over 100 points in a game. Scored 100 points in a game. Who was it? Frank Selby. Right. Furman University. I got yep. it. I got it. Yeah. Who else? Now, someone scored 113 in the NAIA game. Yeah, Bevo Francis. What college? Oh, I forget. River, the Rio Valley. Rio Grande. Right, Rio Grande. That's right. Grand, yeah. Rio Grande. Was that both your questions? Yep. There's both. Anybody? I got one. Well, which outfielder joined the Yankees after playing in the National League most of his career, then Oakland, then to the Yankees, Finished tenth in the league in batting, four positions at the age of thirty-six. Oh, Initials F A. F A. F A A. P C A. F A. Felipe I thought. But he played for the Yankees. Played for Oakland. Frank Felipe Lowe played for the Giants. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Somebody. Say that again, uh, Jeff. He plays for the Giants. They didn't be a loop. Yeah. Right. Right. Say the name. And you said Maddie. <laughs> you said Maddie? Is that Philippe Alou? Philippe Alou. Oh, it is Philippe Alou. Yeah. He spent most of his time at the National League, the Giants. Yeah. Uh, Giants. Yeah. 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 That's the Expos, right? Maddie was the, uh, well, the Expos, he was a manager, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who else? Few right, more before we close the clock. All right, let's do it. Who holds the record in the NFL for most years coaching all time? NFL? Yes. George Hallis? Yes, that's it. I couldn't stump you. You got it right away. You know, you picked up George Hallis. I just was yes. telling you. He was the only also. He was the only team like Connie Mack. I was telling Fred yeah. something. I read something today. The, uh, the, the Patriots are playing... Yeah. Indianapolis this weekend in Frankfurt, Germany. 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 Okay. If the Patriots lose and they they'll be two and eight, there's rumors that Belichick may be forced to step down. Yeah, they, yeah. I think he wants to step down. Imagine that. to that point. Like a lot of interest. He's up there, one of the uh, 
number of years coached, coached, I think like 33 or something like that. He's within reach of the all-time record, right? Yeah. 2004 or five years, but yeah. Oh, games. Okay. In, in, I got a question here. In August of 1963, two Hall of Fame pitchers started games and won, and two Hall of Fame pitchers started and lost. <laughs> Drysdale and Koufax won. Uh, no, they're not in there. Marish. Whitey Ford. Not in there. Juan Marichelle was a loser. Warren Spawn. Warren Spawn was a winner. Jim Bunning. Was a loser. Good. One more. You'll never get this. Because it's a quick <laughs> question. When I Ferguson said Hall Jenkins. of Fame, I didn't say Baseball Hall of Fame. He's in the basketball. Uh, uh, you, that stinks. Uh, Dave DeBusher. Dave DeBusher. <laughs> uh, Dave DeBusher. Wow. Dave DeBusher. And he won, won that game. All right. Anybody else? All right. So why don't we call it. Guys, great, great, great show today. I hope you really enjoyed yourself. And uh, always. We always uh, talk about good stuff. And my daughter's dog who's visiting. Why not? (laughs) We're all crazy. I have have one question. You want to have one question? Well, uh, I was watching the Bengals, and they have that nickname, Who, Who That? Yeah. Where did that originate from? I know the Saints have. It was from. It, it was from New Orleans. Actually. Orleans, yeah. The, uh, New Orleans Saints expression, right? That, well, really? who, well, who day is New Orleans? Yeah. Who that is Cleveland? I mean Cincinnati. Mm. So it's got to be a different or- origin. That's your project for next week, Howie. Do some research. Somebody just came up with that. Homework. Guys, have a great week. We'll see you at next week. Take care. Hey, Mark, good job. Great job, everybody. As always. Take care. Next week. Take care, Jeff. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Stay safe.